Welcome back to another episode of Chiefly Football. I am the underqualified host, Kinlock, and joining me today from just outside of Kansas City is David Marcus. Marcus, this is your first episode with us this season. Why don't you briefly introduce yourself by sharing with us your favorite Chiefs memory? Oh, man, there's a ton. Um, favorite memories when Patrick Mahomes hit Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl for that long. Uh, reception that led to the go-ahead touchdown, and we knew we were going to win the Super Bowl. That was a lifelong dream waiting to happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know. Maybe all of us kind of share that as one of our, our favorite memories. Of, I mean, I don't remember uh, Len Dawson winning a Super Bowl, <laughs> so <laughs> I think the last couple of years with Patrick Mahomes are clearly the highlights of my Chiefs fandom. But yeah. Dave and Marcus here, they lived with the Chiefs, through the, the Marty Schottenheimer era and a little bit before that as well. So uh, some of the younger guys here at Chiefly Football rely on their wisdom and their perspective um, to, to help keep us grounded and help keep us humble and appreciative, appreciative of the team that we have with Andy Reid as a head coach and Brett Veach as a GM, Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, and – you know, all the teams that they had in the 90s that were always close but couldn't get over the top for, you know, for different reasons. Marcus, you always harp on how important the star quarterback is. and um, You fix the head coach and quarterback, you got a good team. You got a chance. And you finally have one. I mean, the Chiefs have it, and it's here, and it, and it shows. So really excited to have you to join us again, Marcus. Oh, this before we get started, make sure everyone check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Chiefly Football. Give us a follow. And if you're joining us on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and share. Uh, also, we want to hear from you guys. So let us know if there's anything you guys want us to discuss. You guys disagree with us on anything. Let us know. Um, so with that, we'll just get started into this episode. Uh, so Marcus, who are some players or who was the player that, that impressed you most throughout this preseason? Tell you, I think it was Legereus Sneed. Um, I love his versatility, his flexibility, being able to play the slot. He can play the outside. He can even play some at safety. Um, his speed is a game changer on defense. Um, one of the things I noticed overall about the Chiefs, team speed on defense. Oh, my. It has gone up and very exciting. But I, I mean, and I, I'm sure we'll get to it later in the uh, telecast, but Chiefs defense really impressed me this preseason. Really did. All right. How about you, Dave? Who was who somebody that stood out to you as having a great preseason that either surprised you or, or was just reassuring, like, wow, this guy was able to show it for another year? Wow. Um, you know, probably for me, and, and maybe we've talked about before, is just the offensive line, uh, how hyped they were, um, you know, with reports from training camp and we, we've seen several players that have come through that were really hyped and then, you know, haven't sent necessarily seen them deliver um, here in the preseason or even in preseasons before, but that offensive line looks good. <laughs> they just, <laughs> they look as advertised and, and obviously there's still going to be some growth that takes place. I'm really interested to see what happens when the Brown, when we play the Browns at Arrowhead, that'll be a legitimate test. Um, but you know, yeah, 
Loving that, loving that offensive line. Yes. Yeah, and I think the thing that's, that surprised me or impressed me the most was just wasn't a specific player. I guess it was the group of players, the, the tight end group. Um, the fact that we have four great tight ends right now who can all contribute effectively as wide receivers. I mean, we'll talk about receivers a little bit later, how we might have some, some shortcomings in that room now. But with the surplus of tight ends that we have and their versatility in being able to run routes, catch the ball, and block really opens up the offense in a different way for the Chiefs this year. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to use the tight ends this year, especially in the red zone, um, and just kind of see the mismatches that they can create on, on defenses. So, uh, Dave, who were some – was there a disappointed – a player that you – we're surprised that performed poorly or that you're kind of disappointed that we didn't see more progress. You know, it, it's tough to be, you know, judgmental. Uh, I think sometimes with, with the limited of what we see, right. We, we hear things in, in training camp. Um, and then with what we see, you know, there was a lot of hype about key um, a lot of hype about, um, you know, fountain. Um, but you know, I have some questions in those areas and maybe it's just lack of experience. I'm just really puzzled by Rod, by what's going on with Juan Thornhill. Um, I didn't think that, that, that we'd be having a, a concern at safety, um, with him back there and seeing him run with the threes and playing the amount of minutes he is in a game. I'm that's, that kind of baffles me. So I would be really interested to, to hear really what's going on there. Absolutely. And, and we're still, I think at this point there's about 12 rosters or 12 players that still need to be cut to get our, to get down to 53. So, and Marcus, you had, you had kind of talked about how Juan Thornhill you think might be on the bubble this year, just based on the way he's played this year. Well, I think the secondary is stacked, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the secondary is the strength of the ball club, one of the strengths of the ball club. I mean, they're they're stacked in the secondary uh, with Baker, former first-round pick. Um, This team's going to be deep, and with LeJarius Sneed being able to take numerous positions – if you don't perform in this secondary, you're going to be cut or sitting on the bench. Um, very surprised to say that. The other group that I'm pretty disappointed in is the wide receivers. We force-fed Nicole Hardman the second game. Um, I'm not seeing any movement or growth out of Robinson. Uh, I wish Pringle would take that next step because I do see talent there. But, boy, when the game starts – He's good for about four catches, 25 yards, and I need more than that. Um, once you get past Tyreek Hill, I don't see a lot of depth here. And, and I know that's shocking, in it, and some of the listeners here will say, man, he's crazy. But do any of the other Chiefs wide receivers start on your fantasy team? They don't. And I just wanted to see more, explosive, more explosiveness, more depth out of the wide receiver position. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. So – We've kind of talked about this on previous pods just because both Dave and I have been concerned with how the wide receiver group looks. Uh, We talked about earlier, or I talked about the tight end room, how they're looking. Dave, you talked about the offensive line and how they're looking. 
especially I would point out in the run game. I think, I mean, David, you and I went to the third preseason game and the, I mean, the way the offense moved the ball down the field, it was so easy against that Minnesota starting defense. And there were holes for, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter which running back was back there. There were holes for each of them. (laughs) And so I think, I guess I kind of want to ask you guys with the running backs that we have, I thought they played well. Uh, CEH, uh, was nursing that ankle injury, so we didn't see him in Game 3. But I thought Jarek McKinnon played really well in Game 3. Um, we saw that a couple running backs got cut from um, from the Chiefs this, this or today. Darwin Thompson and, uh, and Gore. So, obviously, the, and, and both of those guys, I think, played pretty well this, this mm-hmm. preseason. So... Do you think our running backs and tight end group, do we have enough playmakers there to kind of make up for the shortage at wide receiver? Obviously, we would love to have a number two, but right now we have, I would say, solid number three and great number one, great tight ends. Do we have enough weapons to still be the highest powered offense in in the NFL? Does Mahomes have enough options to get the ball to people? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, this team... I mean, 35 points a game is, is the floor for these guys, especially if this offensive line stays healthy. And one of the things I really enjoyed about the Vikings game, third and two, we're running the football for first downs. No more trickeration, no more five guys in motion, play action pass. We just strapped it up, lined it up, got the first down. If this team can control the clock, hold the ball 38 minutes a game, limit the exposure on, on defense, this team could score 35 points, and these games could be over at halftime. This schedule is not tough, guys. The NFC East stinks. We play half the AFC East and the AFC North. You only play three or four potent offenses all year. Again, Chiefs lay 30 points. This is over, and I think 35 is her floor. Maybe I'm overly optimistic, but I love what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is what is exciting to me is I, the Chiefs are going to win different, I think. Yes. I think that, you know, there's the concern with us is we don't have a number two. We definitely don't have a number two. Our, we have a depth at number three. We have a bunch of threes that other teams <laughs> would love to have. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, and Marcus, you know, Kinlock and I have talked about this on previous ones, you know, the Patriots, during their run, they didn't have a number two. Uh, they had Gronk and they had Edelman or White or, right. or Moss or Wes Welker or whoever that they had. Um, I think our number two is going to be those tight ends. Kenlock, when, okay. when they brought in that four tight end set, I know Andy was just like a kid in a candy store. He is like, you know, he was going mad scientist there. And I think he's going to create an offense that's going to be tight end driven, or a lot of it is going to be tight end driven. He'll be like, screw having a second receiver. I'll put Tyreek out there with all my tight ends. You know, game something kooky like that. Because um, when they brought those out, talk about mismatches everywhere. And I th- I was sure, right? Short yards, they're going to run it. 
They hit Blake Bell, the least receiving of all four of the tight ends. So I'm like, Andy is just messing with people now. It's just like, yeah, it's it's awesome. So I think he I think he's gonna put some crazy schemes together between the run game, between those tight ends, still get some vertical in there, but he's gonna play to our strengths and get those mismatches that I mean, he's always wanted at least two tight ends, right? That's he's been trying to force that here in Kansas City with Harris. And it is, but now he's got four. Are you kidding? So I, I love what he's going to have cooking. What about yeah. you, Ken? And that should be, well, that should be great. I think, because I think one of the biggest concerns we had during the regular season last year was just the chiefs inability to put teams away. I mean, the chiefs would always build huge leads. They would dominate pretty much the entire game, but the score would always be close at the end because the teams would always get garbage points and, you know, things just kind of got sloppy towards the end. I think a lot of that was just because the Chiefs weren't able to run the ball effectively when they needed to at the end of the game. And we yeah. couldn't finish in the red zone, right? Yeah, yeah. And and you need a great or a good run-blocking offensive line and some good running backs to do that. Last year, I think it was the offensive line that was the problem. So I think just how they've kind of rebuilt this offense should, you know, it'll change the way it looks, but I think it'll also help us, help the Chiefs be more effective at, at those times at the end of games or trying to finish off drives in the red zone. More six, seven-minute drives when you need them. Mm-hmm. No more three and outs in the middle of the fourth quarter. That's what's got to stop. Yep. Well, All right, so I, a, a couple well, of the big you know, players that although, got – Although, oh, go as fast – like Ken like said, as fast as they were scoring with that offense on <laughs> Friday, maybe it will still be the same result. <laughs> Just because our <laughs> offensive line is so strong that you can't wow. cover everybody, right? You can't account for for everyone in every. Yeah, it's awesome. It's got you got to hold Mahomes back a little bit. It's like, hey, <laughs> just like when they when the coaches tell the running backs to get down instead of going into the end zone to to watch the clock or to milk the clock a little bit. That's hey, right. Just take the easy. Just take the check downs and stuff. Everybody's going to be open. Just, kind of like when Travis caught his first pass and was running down the sideline and felt the heat on him and just kind of <laughs> just fell down and dropped. Didn't want to get hit in the preseason. <laughs> yep. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to some of the players that got cut. Uh, I think most of these guys we were expecting, but some of the bigger names we had mentioned earlier, Derek Gore and Darwin Thompson. Um, Thompson was a you know former draft pick for the Chiefs and – had shown promise. I mean, he's got some interesting athletic skills. Um, I think his size is probably just his biggest problem. Uh, right. He can't really pass block just because of his size, I think, for the most part. Um, and Marcus, like you said I, earlier, like he has a very similar sk- skill set to a lot of the other running backs that we already have in the room right now. Yep. Uh, were you surprised that either of these running backs got cut or – uh, do you think either of these guys are going to have a problem finding a place somewhere else, or do you expect them to be on the practice squad possibly? Gore shocked me more than anybody, just because I I could see him being used in short yardage situations, but he also has that explosiveness, right, to bust one. And, and I thought he brought something that I'm not sure we had in the running back room. Um, so that shocked me. Thompson, yeah. Fan favorite. I love the kid. I've, I've rooted for him since we drafted him, but he just, there wasn't anything there that made you go, man, 
we have to keep this guy, mm-hmm. right? He's, they're just, he was good, right? And, but kind of like your wide receivers, I got a whole bunch of good wide receivers. I need to see something special. And he didn't have it, but yeah, Gore, Gore shocked me. Right. And then kind of the, the camp darling that was talked about, we have Jody Fortson as a tight end. He's probably, he's clearly going to make the team. He had such a strong preseason. Fans really hyped him up and he, he played it out. I mean, he, he showed it on the field. Coaches were obviously impressed. You heard him talking about in the press conferences. The other guy on the defensive side of the ball was Devin Key. So he was getting a lot of hype throughout camp. And people were expecting him to make the team. Even some fans were thinking that he was going to take over for Thornhill and run alongside Matthew. But, Dave, I mean, we were at the game. We watched all three games, obviously. And Devin Key stood out at some times, but it was usually for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and I think it's just a lack of experience. Is I, I there, You know, I, I imagine that they're going to ho- hope to get him over to the practice squad so he can get some, get some development. Cause you know, he wasn't coming from a big time program. Uh, so to get that experience, um, you know, you, I, I kind of, I, you know, I have to trust that, that they've seen something there. Um, and he just, he just needs that experience. Um, you know, it's, you know, I, 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 after watching him in those games, you know, it, you didn't think he was going to take over Amani Watts' spot. Um, so, uh, but, you know, and, and some of it is, you know, I know a lot of people are, are big on Darius Fountain, and he may make, make the team. Um, I, don't, I don't see him making it over, over Marcus Kemp. Um, I felt that a lot of the reason that he's, you know, getting a lot of that recognition is – I felt that they were forcing the ball to him um, in the preseason game that I was in person at. And once Michelle started actually moving the ball around, he started putting it in the hands of playmakers. Noah Gray, Kemp scored the touchdown. Um, and so I, I could see him, you know, maybe going someplace else. And then obviously Cornell Powell. Uh, my big question mark is there is, did, did they totally whiff on him? Did Veach miss on him? If they if they cut him, then that means that they just totally whiffed on 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 a, on a receiver on a draft pick. So, um, which is surprising that you know even if they kept him, knowing that he was going to grow into the role, if if they're like, hey, we see nothing here, we're going to cut him loose. That yeah, I, I well that blew my mind. Yeah, well, and that's the thing to to think about as well. When some of these guys getting cut, I mean, Devin Key, they're wanting to get him on the practice squad. I'm sure that when Cornell Powell, they'll probably let him go. They're going to try to get him on the practice squad. With some of these players, like you said, Dave, they just need a couple, maybe a, another year to develop, to get more acclimated to the NFL, learn more about the Chiefs. Cornell Powell, He's a wide receiver. The offense is a tough thing to learn when he's trying to learn all the positions and trying to learn how to be a pro. Um, and he didn't have a lot of experience at Clemson. Devin that. Key came from a small school, Western Kentucky, and he's gonna. It's a big adjustment for him. So, if so, I mean, some of these players are going to end up on the practice squad. It doesn't mean that they're not going to contribute to the Chiefs in the future, or that they're you know that they're busts or that they're that they failed or or whatever. Like. 
they're still going to have opportunities to make this team in future years. So they just, they're just going to need a little bit more time. Well, if Powell gets, I, I in fact, I don't think Powell's going to get cut. It, he, he would get picked up. Somebody else would say, Hey, we'll, we'll take him. Yeah. I definitely think with, with his pedigree, Cornell Powell playing at Clemson, I think people are going to take a chance on him. All teams need multiple receivers. So yeah, I think, I think he'll definitely get some more opportunities, but I think the Chiefs are looking to get him on the practice squad, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, and then finally, you know, this time of the season, it's Brett Veach is also calling around to to potentially make some trades or find some other players. I mean, the, the scouts with the Chiefs—they're working overtime. This is their busiest time. I mean, I think it's the most chaotic time for scouts right now because. Preparing for the draft, they have all all college football season, and then maybe like, I mean, it takes so long, so they have a bunch of time to prepare. But this, the preseasons, having to scout all these other teams and players, they're watching every single game to watch every single player, and they only have three weeks to do it because that's the preseason. So um, they're really working hard right now to try to find some potential trades. We had gotten Charvarius Ward previously in a trade after the preseason where the Cowboys were going to cut him and we made a deal to, to, to get him on. So are there any, are any areas on the team where you think the chiefs are trying to be aggressive? Um, and then just guys, just be aware. That's probably why some of these, these cuts aren't happening quickly. The chiefs are probably, you know, if they're thinking about cutting somebody they're they're shopping these guys around to see if any teams would, would want to trade for them. Yeah, and I think that's what we saw in this first initial round, right, is is primarily players that the Chiefs felt likely they could get over to the practice squad if they wanted to. Somebody like a Zane Anderson or, um, you know, uh, but as far as, um, you know, I, I think we'll see some movement from offensive line. There's always a need for line. So I can see LDT um, moving. Uh, I can see us, you know, a Maurice Fountain um, getting getting moved, or Byron Pringle, somebody who's a number three to us, um, who could add uh, you know quality snaps to another team, um, and probably just grabbing draft picks because as as we continue to to need to pay people, Tyran Matthews wanting to get paid, we're going to have to find continue to have draft picks to find to get younger and to get less expensive. And so I can see Veach moving a lot of these guys. And ultimately, I don't think we're going to have, we're going to go the, I know we only have a, about a minute and 10 seconds left, but I, I don't think we're going to go a full season with only three running backs in that room or four with Burton there. Um, I, I think that there's going to be somebody else that's brought in at, at some point. One of those guys will go down. Um, you know, a couple of them are known to have gone down. So um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. What do you think, Ken? No, I agree. I think probably the wide receiver room is probably the one that needs the biggest uh, help, but I think the Chiefs are in a good spot where they are, and I think they're just going to be uh, doing some, you know, they're, they're going to be looking for picks or, you know, this this final roster isn't going to be the roster throughout the season. There's going to be other changes. People will get hurt. There's people on IR right now. They're going to come back. So, um, Good job. But I think, yeah. All right. So thanks everybody for joining us on the Chiefly Football Podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. And thanks, Dave, for joining me. 
Thanks to Marcus. And we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great night.